All right, let's run through some stupid people, dumbasses of the day. I love the guy that tried to give a police officer a get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> he's, he's either got to be really drunk or really stupid. Um, I'm guessing both. It happened in Florida, too, I'm going to guess. No, this happened in Minnesota. Oh, shock. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sheriff's County in uh, Chisago County, if I'm saying that right. He was pulled over for uh, just... Uh, it doesn't say what, just some random thing, you know, brake lights out, speeding, went through a red light or something. When asked for his driver's license, the driver handed over the license along with the Monopoly get out of jail free card. The, was he a wise ass or just stupid? It, they don't, there's not a record of uh, recording of this. There's just the uh, state of Minnesota police department or the the uh, sheriffs there said that they do not recognize that as a valid document the uh, points really? for effort and <laughs> yes, humor though and they put a laughing emoji there and uh, there's a picture of the card though I, then it's one of the real old ones it's a different color than what you get in a contemporary monopoly set and someone points out how long have they been holding on to that card they don't even make them in that color anymore <laughs> Probably Someone else said I would. But it still was pretty funny, though. I, I would laugh if they had a wallet full of Monopoly money to pay their fines. Someone else. <laughs> yeah, said, that uh, likely yeah, isn't going to happen. Yeah. The sheriff's uh, office did not elaborate on what the driver was stopped for and if they were ever at a risk for being put in jail. And maybe he was just you know being you know lighthearted about the whole thing because he did hand over his license and they didn't say he was drunk. So yeah, because the not police are just full of laughs. They really want to want to fuck with shit like that so yeah. um, d don't be a wise guy with the police they have enough to worry about it's unnecessary how about the moron that uh was arrested and charged and then an hour later he what happened here this happened in this outside st Clair, missouri right outside st louis this guy had been served a protection order he was just continually bothering this one person and they were called in a, less than an hour later. And so at 1.20, they're called in for a violation of the protection order. They talk to the suspect, a guy named James, uh, and he says he hadn't been served with it. And they checked, and he hadn't been at that point. So they served him the order then and there at 1.20, probably 1.30 or so, and told him, you've got to leave this business. You've been issued an order of protection to stay away from it. You can't come here anymore. Don't return. Well, he did about a half hour later. And he was uh, cursing at the uh, people there on the, uh, from the business parking lot, sending threatening text messages there. And was they called the police and he was found right there. And uh, he has been arrested again and taken to jail now. Man. Way to go. He, it just does not sink uh, in. Yeah. You know, I um, a number of, of uh, TV shows and movies the past couple of years have uh, one of the plot lines, and I guess that on Dateline and shows like that, all the true crime stuff, are people that are killing their spouses, and they use various methods. And some, I, you know, some people just don't ever get get uh, caught because they're smart enough to figure this out. If that's the case, not to encourage you to try that because it's, well, it's illegal and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, wife found guilty of murdering husband with poisoned cookies. Ah. Now, I mentioned, mm. and we looked up last week, there's a plant 
that is grown. Uh, it's a pretty blue plant. And I saw this in the TV show. Uh, uh, it was Ginny and Georgia. And somebody else grew the same. Was it? I can't think. It, it was a B word. But it was some kind I of a flower. I can't think what it's called. Yeah, like a purple or uh, blue flower. That when it um, is, you know, ground up and put in a smoothie or a drink, it'll kill you. Now, this woman uh, had the intent. Um, I, her point wasn't to kill her husband, but that's how things worked out. Oh. This was in Australia. And she's accused um, of going to jail for life for fatally poisoning her husband in 2020 by lacing his cookies with sleeping pills. Oh now, I don't know how many it would take or what kind it was. But they lived in uh, Victoria in Australia, and he was abusive to her, um, says her. Uh, and in a TV show called A Current Affair, this brings attention to the case, two weeks after she was found guilty, neighbors alleged there was violence in the home and that she was drugging her husband because she wanted out of the marriage but wanted him just to go to sleep and leave her alone. Well, that's a, that worked out, I guess, for a bit until she used too many pills and he got sleepy and went to bed. This time, he never woke up. So she found him with no pulse. She panicked, didn't try to call the police for help, wrapped him in a blanket, taped uh -huh. it up with duct tape and put it in a big freezer. And then she pulled it out into her neighbor's yard the next day. And it's just sitting there in the backyard. The neighbor, of course, opens the lid and finds dead dude inside of it. Oops. So she has been found guilty. Um, the abuse and violence, I guess, did not deter them from putting her ass in jail for life. And he had even uh, somehow given her a brain injury over time. But she is still going to jail because she killed his ass, and you can't poison your husband and kill him. You might want to, uh, but it, it it's illegal even in Australia. That's and so who, weird who that ever she pulls, that. pulls the freezer out into the I know. her her neighbor's yard. What did she it's think like she, was going to happen? She wanted to get caught. It seems to me, it, I, uh, but she felt guilty. But there are other ways to go about that. But maybe she didn't give those much thought. Oh, my. All right. Dog talk is uh, common on this program. We all have many and uh, and love them and enjoy them very much. But one part of that is because they can't talk and ask for money. Uh, that's why we like them. <laughs> and they don't have their own phones. That's another bonus. But what if dogs could tweet, Wes? Well, you'd get a slideshow like this one that you're about to hear about. Okie dokie. Thoughts of Dog is the name of it. The first one on this list is the tweet from the dog saying, They are making a new sidewalk in our neighborhood, and today, all work the workers waved me over, and I got to put my little paw in the wet cement. They said it would be there forever, and many years from now, someone would wonder who that good dog was. <laughs> uh -huh. That's, That's funny. Funny. I'm stopping yeah. where there's periods, because you know, he, he knows where he can that, get that one. He has really good claws, I'm thinking. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and he hit the caps lock on this one to say, the human just grabbed their keys and my leash. They are putting on their outdoor feet. I do believe it is adventure time. 
<laughs> Outdoor feet. That's hilarious. It's got to confuse dogs, you know. Right. They're changing but they their know, feet. They know when your shoes are going on. If you're in the den they near the door. They know when one of you is leaving, too, because they start oh, to yeah. pace and get really nervous. Yeah. Yep. This one from the Thoughts of Dog. Just a heads up. I will be running around the house as fast as possible for the next 15 seconds. I will have no regard for furniture or any individuals in my way. When That's I am done, nice. do not ask me why I have done this because I do not know. <laughs> Thoughts of so Dog mind. on the Tweet Machine. <laughs> if you leave the room I'm in, I will always follow you to the next one. Whatever this adventure is, you don't have to do it alone. Totally. It's, Almost yeah, it's, annoyingly it's, totally. It, Oh, uh, the 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 yelling downstairs in our kitchen every day. Go over there and sit down before I kick the living shit up. <laughs> oh yeah. Get up. Get go. Sit down. Mine is constantly out, 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 out. I can feel this get wet nose in me. my ass about half the time that I'm downstairs. <laughs> get off of me! God damn. <laughs> They, you are go, part of the go, pack. They get, want to be Get away you. from me. Jesus, my butt's clean. Leave me alone. Just making sure. Smelling what you had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's a nice thought. Are we on yet? Yeah, we sure are. Thoughts of dog is what we're doing. And this one is, it appears you have loaded the dishwasher without me. Do you not need my services anymore? Did you lick the plates yourself? This is a disaster. <laughs> hate. hate. Uh, do y'all ever notice, do do any of your beasts, and my little girl, Allie, weighs almost 100 pounds, mm. little girl, my ass, she's gorgeous and classy, uh, she has a fascination with white paper towels and white tissue. Do, you, do either, uh, if they're in my hand, if it's a napkin, mm-hmm. Heading for the trash, she wants it, and she'll pull it out of my hand oh, well, and sure. try and oh, eat gosh. it. Sure, because it has like but food remnants that. on it, and and uh, the, but the she yeah. doesn't beg for food much. No. The other two do, but she does. She wants that napkin. Well, she's smart because she wants the food in it. My disgusting dog once used um, Q-tips that that have earwax on them. Or a a snotted in Kleenex out of the wastebasket nice. from the bathroom. She, she just likes white, Idiot. clothy stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, more thoughts of dogs on the tweet machine. A neighborhood dog just barked in the distance, and I barked back. They are taking roll call, and I am present. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The That's human is upset that a piece of my hair was in their food. That is called a garnish. There is no need to make a scene. sometimes says thoughts of dog when i am bored i will stare at nothing and try to convince the human that there is a ghost (laughs) (laughs) this is another one where the dog's claw hit on the all caps lock button the garage door is opening the human is home early the weekend has begun and my feet are a happy tippy tapping (laughs) (laughs) that's cute like it like it and this one is a little sadder i guess the the thoughts of dog here is the human has to work again this week, but that's okay. I can keep myself busy. There is a skittle under the fridge that needs constant <laughs> surveillance. Oh God, that is challenging. And then this yeah. this last one is a a short series of them here. Thoughts of dog on the tweet machine. I found several eggs on my walk this morning, 
Has anyone seen a chicken? I would like to return them. <laughs> Follow up to that. Okay, it turns out they belong to a bunny. I thought I knew how things work, but I oh. guess not. <laughs> the last and follow-up for this in all caps, and they're filled with chocolate. I could have died. It is a bunny assassin. What kind of day is this? <laughs> bunny assassin. All right. So if, if dogs could tweet, these are the kinds of things that you might hear from them. And they sound uh, remarkably accurate, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's great. Yep. Great, great, great. Take care of your puppies. Love them and adopt one, okay? We haven't heard any sounds of panic from the shelter for a long time, have we? No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. that's yeah. really good. Yeah, take care of them. Get them spayed and neutered. It's spring, and you know what animals do in the spring. They like to breed. So for goodness sake, there's enough there's enough out there. So we don't need any more feral cats, dogs, no. or people. So stop no. breeding. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Back to some more stuff that is not really uh, newsy or anything at all. It's These are usually funny. Funny things that kids call stuff. Were these tweets or something from somebody? Mm-hmm. These are tweets from people. Okay. It says, this one says, my four-year-old told me they had butt cakes after lunch today, and I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it was butt cakes, big old cupcakes with icing. Oh, bunt cakes. You had bunt cakes, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> bunt cakes. Close enough. Uh, let's see. That one's not funny. My five-year-old just referred to the drink menu as a beer magazine, and that's what I'm calling it from now on. <laughs> I like that. The yeah, wine list is a beer magazine, yeah. Wine magazine. Yeah. Um, my eight-year-old keeps referring to the Statue of Puberty instead of the Statue of Liberty, and I'll never call it anything else ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is hilarious. This is from Melvin of York. When my daughter was four, she tried to say she had the heebie-jeebies, but it came out Hebrew BGs, <laughs> and that's how it's been pronounced in my house for the last ten years. Anti-Semitism. <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Yeah, I want to. I, I want to hear that band. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Um, my eight-year-old son just asked me what it meant when women were on their pyramids. I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, you, don't, you don't know. This mom says, my daughter called the first, pres- first president George Washing Machine. And if anyone corrects her, you're dead to me. <laughs> uh, oh, my five-year-old called a QR code a scan square. And now I'm asking myself, why do they even call it a QR code? Exactly. <laughs> pretty, I like that. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this one from Andy says, I've ju- I just heard a four-year-old call Ferraro Rocher's, or however you say the chocolate, chocolate meatballs, and I can never go back. <laughs> I like his better, yeah. <laughs> Those round yeah. things, yeah. yeah. They're so good. Um, my, fi- my five-year-old would like to wish you all a happy balance time day. Instead of Valentine's. Balance time. I like that even better. Okay, good. Uh, My (laughs) seven-year-old, my seven-year-old has been calling Bit as Tit since since she was four. I'll correct her at some point, but now I'm just laughing when she says, may I have a tit of ketchup? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. One more. Uh, My six-year-old couldn't remember the term room temperature. So she just called it house weather. 
How perfect is that? That's pretty good. House weather. That's pretty dang good. Uh, what else do I have here? I have some headlines from The Onion. I'll just give them away. Uh, man intending to just take a quick half-hour nap. Actually, he just by accident dies in his sleep. Whoops. <laughs> Bummer. God. Oh, that's not even that funny. Uh, that's sleep apnea will kill your ass. There you go. Uh, yeah. You know, if you watch the news, you know that they are rioting in France because of the raising of the retirement age to 64 years old. If you know anything about the culture of the French and the Europeans in general, is that they, um, I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but they are less than aggressive in their desire to work, let's say. Mondays uh, in Paris and all of France is pretty much a holiday. They just don't even show up. They're off on Friday and they come back to work begrudgingly on Tuesday. Um, they take two-hour lunches and drink. Uh, it's just this entirely different approach to work and life than we have, which is why they're probably much happier and about half-juiced all the time because they don't, they don't want to work. They want to drink wine and uh, enjoy their lives. Um, some would call them, I guess, you know, lazy and just whatever, but they're they're supremely angered by the new idea to raise the, the uh, retirement age, I assume in the interest of economic needs, and they're rioting and burning fires and shit and going going nuts. And Wes, you saw a picture of them someplace. <laughs> yeah, there's... And uh, cafes with yeah, as, the as, ones, the as ones fires that, burned behind yeah, them. The ones that aren't busy oh rioting God. are just... That, yeah, they're out in the even, out for the evening with some friends at an outdoor cafe having their wine. And there's a fire like 15 feet away, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Bring on uh, some This report, uh, 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 these French protests can only mean something crazy happened with the way M&Ms were being marketed up over there so I, I don't know if that's appropriate or even accurate uh oh there's so much stuff here but it requires more time than i wish to put into it at this time so we'll save them for 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 down the road because there's always something funny on here and uh usually pretty accurate let's see what wesley has dug up here and 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 uh, affirmation how do you define an affirmation? It's like a profound statement of some kind, or you're you like looking in the mirror. You're good enough. You're nice enough. <laughs> you're doggone it, people! Like <laughs> you're just trying it. to psych yourself up to face the day. Oh, good old Al Franken. All yes. right, what do you have? I've got disappointing affirmations. This okay. is <laughs> these are all taken from this Instagram account and created by this guy named Dave Ternowski. Uh, who he said he was tired of rainbows and butterflies, everything's going to be okay mantras. And he's not trying to bring people down. He's trying to depict struggles, he says, with mental health in a raw and a real way. Wants to point out that we all have feelings. You shouldn't have to pretend otherwise. And it's better to deal with them honestly than overwhelm yourself with positive vibes only bullshit all day. Yep. So that's why he Good created more. these disappointing affirmations like this one. Do something nice for someone today. Leave them alone. Life is hard enough without your bullshit. It's <laughs> not wrong. Check. This next one. Stop worrying about what other people think. I mean, have you met other people? They're awful. 
<laughs> That's also not wrong. Hell is other people. Yes, great, great quote. Another one yeah. is, don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. That's a job for your insecurities. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Disappointed? That's what you get for expecting things. <laughs> well, also not untrue. More disappointing affirmations. The only person you can truly rely on is you. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Another dead on Another observation. One? Yes. No one is coming to save you. You are the adult. I am so sorry. Yeah, boy, isn't that the truth? Oh, God, Have a sucks. meltdown as a treat. Yeah. As a treat. <laughs> treat yourself to a meltdown. You deserve it. <sighs> More of these disappointing affirmations. Let go of what doesn't serve you. Like your standards. I mean, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> you are not alone. People are literally everywhere with their stupid problems and shitty attitudes. You only wish you were alone. I want to meet this guy. I, I know. I don't comment. Yeah. Right. Another one of his disappointing affirmations. Stop paying so much attention to what other people say. Most people are fucking idiots. Well, there's that. Ding, ding, yep. ding, ding, ding. Uh, let's see a few more here. Why do something right away when you can wait until it gives you a panic attack? <laughs> yeah. He's got well, one that I thought was out off. of. He's got one that I thought was out of place at first because it's "don't give up," but actually it's "don't give up." <laughs> Don't give up. That's great. I've seen that on a shirt before. I think. Yeah, yeah. Another of his disappointing yeah. affirmations today: I am only saying yes to things that spark joy, like saying no. <laughs> These are all great. I love I this guy, whoever he is. Uh, every failure is a success when you self-sabotage. <laughs> self-sabotage. And everyone it's, does that. Fear of failure. No fear. It's the fear of uh, success. That's what success. it is. Sabotage yourself. It's never too late to change, so just wait until you absolutely have to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, then, and his name again is what? Who's this, this guy? This guy's name is Dave. There's his last name. Dave Tarnowski. Tarnowski. I like Dave. Yeah. I'm like finding Dave. him on Instagram so we can be his friend. <laughs> yes. Always remember, whenever someone asks how you are, just make up a lie. Like, I'm good. No one wants to hear about your problems. Nope. That's yeah. a fact. Just say, yeah, yeah, I'm great, man. Let's see. Prioritize prioritize your mental health. Schedule your meltdowns in advance. Like for a treat, <laughs> like we said earlier. And then one more, the last of Dave's disappointing affirmations on this list. One day you will die. Until then, you'll just have to settle for being dead inside. Wow. <laughs> What a nice, positive thought. Well, yeah, that reminds point, me though. of, there's a, um, there are a, a couple of, I just saw a movie that had a character that did this, but in broadcast news, one of the best movies uh, of the past, I don't know how many, how many years, um, uh, William Hurt and Holly Hunter, mm -hmm. it's about a, a TV news, a national broadcast, and she... Um, she's so good in this as she is in all that she does but she is a producer of a nightly newscast and she's um, under pressure and uh, they're breaking in a new anchor who is William Hurt and but every day in her stressful life uh, she takes about 10 minutes out of her day and she goes someplace to the beach or to her hotel room 
and she sits and makes herself sob uncontrollably. It's a daily thing that she does just to get it out. She just makes hmm. herself cry it all out. And it's it's meant to be funny, but it's kind of not and kind of is. But every day, that's her routine. Sit someplace and sob until you feel better. That's a gift to be able to you know, make yourself do that on cue. Oh, God. And yeah. get it out. I, yeah. And make it look get real. get it out. Yeah. And she, she's so good. Broadcast News. What a great film. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Wesley. Uh, Alan's Automotive. I want to thank him. He has my wife's car over there at his shop on Winfield, Whitehaven, South Haven area. Uh, some kind of brake light came on. If yours is doing something funky like a light, like engine light, brake light, don't put it off. Uh, just drop it by there. Or no, just don't show up. Call first. 332-3279. And let Alan uh, take care of the issue. He remade Wes's car mm-hmm. uh, in the past couple of weeks. And uh, my old truck is due in for an oil change. So maintenance your stuff. It'll last for a long time. And if you don't, it won't work no more. And AI can't fix that. So let Allen's Automotive be your people, be your man, and go see James and the guys there. 332-3279. Thank you, Mr. Allen. Many of us use Amazon Prime and order gifts, order things for ourselves. I don't, there haven't, there's been very few occasions over the years where I've had to return anything. Now, my wife has gotten some clothes that she can return at Kohl's. That's pretty pretty convenient yeah but some people take advantage of this and i don't know what the circumstance is but amazon is getting tired of it what is the gist of this story sid well they're now warning people about frequently returned items sold they've they have introduced this badge that i guess appears on in the list of stuff that you're looking at or looking for or look or interested in buying uh with the words frequent frequently returned item so it urges shoppers to check the product details and customer reviews on items that have significantly higher return rates in their product category um which i guess is helpful but isn't that gonna you know kind of anger some people who are trying to sell these things and it doesn't say like what kinds of things but they're they're just trying to help they're they're showing return rate information on some product detail pages to help their customers make more informed purchase decisions They evaluate return rates separately, but they apply the same methodology to to figure out which products to flag, whether they're sold by the retailer or third-party vendors, according to the company. Do they mention what the items are? Because I wonder if it's stuff like um, these pills, you'll lose about 40 pounds in three days. That kind of garbage. Yeah, it does not mention, it doesn't mention what items they are. No. Uh, Um, I bet you it's that kind of stuff. Otherwise, why would you keep buying it? I, uh, I don't. That seems weird. But yeah, I don't know. If, if it's if it's the same product over and over again, they should pull it off or something. Yeah, I wish. It, well, I guess they don't. I guess they can't put a list of what type of stuff it is. But some their current return policy lets you return stuff within thirty days of delivery, usually for free, unless it's considered unreturnable items deemed non-returnable is it un or non because this story says both includes like certain electronic devices more than 30 days after delivery or customized products or grocery items 
But yeah, this does not say I'm, I'm anxious to just go and pretend like I'm shopping on Amazon for something today and see what what it looks like and see what types of things this badge frequently returned items is on. I, I don't know. So the badge is on it. So if it's on there, maybe you shouldn't buy it. Well, or you, maybe you just need to look really closely to make sure you're getting the right thing of it. Mm -hmm. they, yeah, I, I don't know. I will say this. I'm about recently, to get firebombed by FedEx, I think. <laughs> recently, and I don't know if it was just some, I don't know who the error was, by whom the error was made. But anyway, I ordered some curtains. I know that I click the right thing. I always triple check. I know that, you know, you zoom in to make sure you are ordering what you want, whether it's clothing or curtains or whatever. Is there a pattern on it? No, I wanted plain, like linen curtains or fake linen. What I got was, number one, they were white, not cream. Number two, they weren't linen. Number three, they had some pattern on them. I wanted plain ones. They're completely wrong. So obviously I returned them. Um, but... I don't know if it's just people making mistakes and so stuff is frequently returned or if it's l bad quality. Uh, yeah, I wish I, I want to now I'm going to go investigate because they were way wrong yeah, and hideous. I, yeah. I always hesitate <laughs> to buy anything, them. anything, like, you know, clothing for somebody else or for myself oh, um, gosh, and no. shoes yeah. because some of these shoes have European sizes and you make a mistake by buying the wrong width and stuff like that. But, you know, clothing and anything made of cloth, I, I, I just, I'm kind of hesitant to ever do that. But maybe you should be careful. Uh, one other thing you had about the Museum of, what's it called? Failed stuff? <laughs> At the Museum of Failure. This is hilarious. Well, it started out in Sweden. It debuted in Sweden in 2017. It's actually a mobile museum, but still. Uh, so now it's in New York. It's like a pop-up. It, this clinical psychologist came up with it. And so it's going to be in New York for a couple of months. And you got to think, though, how many products have been put out, and, you know, that were real and then failed. And it's crazy. This I've never heard of this detergent, but some detergent that came out in 1994 uh, called Persil Power Detergent, P-E-R-S-I-L, actually destroyed clothing. <laughs> it destroyed that, clothing. That, it didn't clean that's it. Bad. It, it failed. Testing. Apparently, at some point in our lives, Bic pens were created. Bic, Bic for her. My favorite type of the ballpoint pen it's is a Bic. I don't pen. know. I know, but so they were there. They came in like two packs, I guess. One was pink and one was purple. Oh, that's uh, anyway, ridiculous. that was a big fail. Um, <laughs> designed to fit comfortably in a woman's hand. What? I tell you what the anyway. best pen is right now. What? The the uh, Sharpie roller. It's not a Sharpie, but it's a real fine point pen, and it writes real smooth and real fluid, and it's and it's really great. And I bought two. And oh, in, I think my bag. husband likes those. They're it, really but, good. But if you smooth. if you uh, put, if you write something and then do your hand across it, does it smudge? Does it smear? No. no. So it's not like a. Uh, See, I just like regular ink. He likes the ones that with the thicker ink that when I use them, it freaking smears because it lets out too much ink at once. Mm. I hate them. Well, then, then don't put your hands on it, dumbass. Look, when I'm writing and I'm taking notes and then I go, go to the next line, my hand might touch the freaking line before that. Well, then just don't be a spaz. <sighs> okay. This is your problem. Also, 
as we were talking Oreo flavors yesterday or the day before, <laughs> uh, at some point Oreo put out soda flavored Oreos. They did. Hmm. I guess. This doesn't say when. It says Oreo, which usually has 20 different flavors in rotation at a time. 20 uses the minty experimental varieties as a marketing tactic to boost sales of the original. So limeade or but, cherry cola Oreos are a yeah. thing or oh, were a that's... thing. Well, are they, I guess, not a thing anymore because that was a big fail. Uh, this Museum of Failure, it says a lot of um, the... The museum displays feature products from brands with national recognition like Levi's, Facebook, and ESPN. The underlying theme being these are companies that achieved great success that didn't make them immune to failure. But right. one phenomenon can't exist without the other. So the Muse Museum of Failure is in New York right now. There's also a picture. Remember, like, squirt, peanut butter, and squirt jelly? Yeah, that was but, you awful. Know, that's lazy. Yeah. That's, this, know, there is a lazy. picture. I guess at some point, uh, Heinz or somebody made squirt. Uh, what is this? Squirt. Well, this says ketchup, but it's in a purple thing. Like It looks like it would be jelly, but it says ketchup. Why would but, it be in a purple uh, thing? There is squirt. There is kind of squirt ketchup, though. It's, it doesn't look the same anymore, but there is ketchup that you turn upside use. down. Yeah, that's, that's all, all we use too. It's it's the bomb. That's not a it's failure. mustard. It's Miracle Whip. It's all it's all in yep. a little squeeze bottle thingy. But I just think the museum of failure is. Is, is is funny. There's also a hula chair that says it's a gyrating contraption meant to build the abdominal muscles. Imagine working from home like this. Someone joked as the chair Imagine swung not. her in circles. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> no, right. I, I'll pass on that deal. <laughs> you know, I, I have gotten into the habit because I have the TV up here on uh, CNBC, and at night I'll turn it back on, and I never was a fan of shows like this, but Shark Tank is can yeah. really you know suck you into watching it. Yeah, and if you don't, <laughs> I've seen it. It's... Um, um, they have Mark Cuban, who is a billionaire. He owns the Mavericks in Dallas. And they have three or four or five other people that are rich and they invest and they're, um, they're just experts in various kinds of uh, finance and they own this, that, and the other. And so people come out and some of them are way, way dorky and have no shot. And some of them have a really decent idea for a product that they've already invested in and they're trying to up the game and get one of the sharks to invest more money in them for a percentage mm -hmm. of the product mm -hmm. and it really is kind of fun to watch um, I'm not sure how many they do and how often they shoot this but it's been on now for at least 10-15 years and they bring in uh, guest sharks and so the people come out and pitch everything from various kinds of clothing to spices to, I mean, just, just imagine anything. Yeah. And, and, um, more often than not, there is one person on the panel who will offer them a half million bucks for a 20% stake in the equipment. Cause they, they think, Oh my, this, this guy is really onto something, but I've never seen in a store or any place advertised. This is this came from, um, you know, Shark Tank. So I don't know how much success they have with them after they're purchased by somebody else and they get even bigger. But 
but some of this stuff is really smart and it's good yeah. and um, they invest well, in it and it makes it a pretty big deal for these people. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it a few times and my kid likes it. And he, the, the, the other day, it's he brought up something that he was explaining and we were like, golly, that's smart and pretty cool. And he goes, yeah, it was on Shark Tank and now it's a thing. But also, and but I, don't, I wish I could remember what product it was. But remember when the three of us were talking about some kind of bird feeder that takes pictures yeah 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 and that was on shark tank and that's a thing that's the only product i can think of but but that's a thing now and dang it i want to buy one because it it takes their picture when they're on it or something because you can't take a picture of a damn bird that you like that's close up that's close up (laughs) we'll get get some some here but um yeah. yeah, that's a really that's a that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, Wes, mm-hmm. what is this story about about, <laughs> about the uh, turntable? I like this concept. A handy turntable in a driveway. This story opens up uh, telling about an ad for an Irish company named Driveway Turntables, and this woman walks out to her car, which is parked where she had to pull into her very tiny courtyard right off the road, mm-hmm. and so the front of the car is closer to the house. She hits a button, and a turntable built into the courtyard, the driveway, starts to turn and turns her car to where it's facing out. What? So, oh, yeah. cool. So, so that way she doesn't have to back out of her tiny courtyard onto a road that she can't see very well because of the fence around her courtyard. So, so if you've got a really small driveway that goes into a road, then this is would be perfect for you because you, you drive in, you're facing forward, and then the next morning you hit the button the turntable built into your driveway turns your car to face the other way and you just pull right out without having to back up anywhere like well, an electric really electric lazy susan it, yeah, so, exactly <laughs> so how did she park before she had this little gizmo with great difficulty apparently yeah sounds like it huh yeah but this there's this company they, they will do the whole thing they will check the utilities to make sure there's not any lines where they need to dig under your driveway they will put in this thing it's a 100 solid thick steel galvanized and uh, they talk about what the motor is but they do the whole deal and it says the prices start as low as eight thousand euros supplied and mm. installed gosh yeah I'm gonna get two of those today. I, uh, yeah, that, you know, wouldn't that be useful though for you? You, know, you instead of having to back up out of that slopey driveway, you've got yeah. to just to pull forward and see everything. Well, better. I hate backing there, out of your driveway. I mean, I used to park. You know, um, you know, stealth parking. I would just just always back it in. Yeah, um, yeah. action but, parking. But I stopped that. Um, anybody who has a newer car that has one of those backup cameras on it. Uh, knows how important they can be mm-hmm. in a parking lot, especially, and if you're not paying attention, especially, which many people aren't. The problem is when I uh, drive my old truck. Sometimes it doesn't have that, and I forget about it. Now that could be a real problem, yeah. Because this thing beeps yep. if you're anywhere near a curb or a car, or if a car is you know coming up the road. On either side of you, it beeps. It also has a map and just shows you exactly at what point you are in the driveway, so you can pay attention and not be a you know not not be a dope and yeah. end up in the front yard like I have before. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, if you're accustomed to that 
and drive a different car, you don't have that, even though your mind thinks you do, which can really be dangerous if you're not paying attention, which is sometimes one of my issues. But yeah, kinda this like turntable a, thing sounds pretty cool. Kind of like um, one time when my husband was thinking he was driving his FJ Cruiser, which is a stick, and he was really driving my car, and he thought there was a clutch and ran into the house. <laughs> Actually, he ran into he ran into the flower pot. This was at our old house. He ran into the flower pot that was between the two garages, which then ran into the house. No, no brick damage, but flower pot damage. Thanks. So this is this is is the uh, the uh, same man who has run over two phones and the house. I no, feel he hasn't so run much over. better knowing that he is <laughs> as much of an f tard as I am. Uh, he hasn't run over the phones, but he's left them on cars to fly off by themselves. I've yeah. done that with wallets and telephones, gosh yeah. almighty. But I learned to pay attention. And I guess I quit smoking dope enough to you know, not be <laughs> just totally out of it. So uh, uh, speaking of getting high and, you know, who doesn't need to be high on something? Maybe life is enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your choice. Alcohol, <laughs> uh-huh, my, uh, <laughs> alcohol is often the bad guy in surveys about, well, your health. Um, and they say that smoking dope a lot, um, can, might, it might lead to you being schizophrenic, uh, which I don't know what I don't know about that. Um, but booze and stuff, uh, increases cancer situations. I think that is, that's one study and I don't believe a lot of this crap, but, uh, this one is about if you have a cardiovascular condition. Uh, Sid and I have both experienced the great joy of having heart ablations. And that is when your heart rate gets out of whack. And my situation was pretty extreme and freaked me out. I thought I had a really bad case of bronchitis. I couldn't breathe. Uh, And this went on for two or three or four months. And I finally went to a real doctor and got it checked out and they have to go in and they knock you flat out for like five hours and go up through your groin uh, with a video game, you know, mouse or two and these computers and they freeze and or burn your heart rate back into the way that it ought to be. Mm -hmm. So I had one of those done and that was a real treat. And then six months later had to do it again in a, you know, shorter version. So Sid had that too, and um, so you wonder about things like that. But mine's been eight, nine years ago, and it's so this thing suggests that anybody that has any kind of a heart issue, and there are some that are extreme, and compared to having stents and bad issues, this heart ablation was not on the you know on the list of really bad things. They can mm-hmm. fix it, and you're cool, and it isn't that bad. Although at the time, it's bad enough. As I recall, oh god! So they're saying that um, light to moderate alcohol consumption every day, um, a bottle of wine or a six pack of beer, offers a layer of protection for those who've already had heart issues Sweet. from heart attacks or strokes, which we have <laughs> not had. Um, so there's your green light, Sid. Drink that that uh, the, that uh, garbage you drink all day long, and you're fine. I'm Natty comforted. Light, and my garbage, that Mick Ultra, which is like drinking, you know, beer-flavored water, you know, 10, 12 it of those, is. 15, whatever, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, you're fine. Um, 
one day a week is how I roll, but uh, drink up. You're fine. Um, they tracked 48,000 people with heart attack and stroke, which I think if I had one of those, I'd have to just cut out everything. Mm. But um, um, a gram, uh, uh, eight grams of booze a day, lower desk. That's not even like one beer, is it? Why even bother? Just buy hmm. a, a, a pint of Jim Beam and drink it and grow up. Um, but anyway, this is a tale that is unlike many would say, don't drink, it'll mess up your heart and you, you'll have cancer, whatever. I'll take my chances. How about that? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm comfortable. And uh, Sid to does too, almost every day, I think. So not, she walks not, in the heat, not. then chugs a, a 12 pack not. of Natty Light and she's good. No, no, I am not to that point yet. Um, oh, it's, there's but, still plenty of time, huh? But, you know, uh, I'm sure they mean like heavy, heavy, heavy drinking. Don't do it because that's not good for anything. It's even, even heart patients. But I did have heart attacks, not knowing that they were heart attacks, but over the course of, I guess the first one was in like 98 until 2012 when I had my I never knew it. I never knew and it. And didn't know they were heart attacks. I mean, I, I probably had four or so and um, they always thought my problem was a valve which there is I do have that problem too but then and, in, and yeah and but in 2012 the ER the, that I happened to go to the, the doctor was, that was there at the time said you've been going to a plumber you need an electrician <laughs> and that's how we put it because you know <laughs> you're yeah. there's you know I mean that's it's how it was beating so yes the ablation I mean, it was a. It's amazing what they can do now. But I've been it, knock it on wood. I've been good ever since. Yeah, because and I'm guessing about 20 years ago, uh, they had to crack your chest open, mm-hmm. and that is not what you want to do. Uh, in this day and time, with the advances that they've made, if you have a stent in your heart, because uh, of blockage, they can do it in your wrist, and they run it up through your wrist to your chest and fix it. Uh, now mine was through my, the uh, both sides of my groin area, mm-hmm. and they cut you open after they've you know shaved you down like a you know fr- like a like a monkey, <laughs> and that isn't at all embarrassing. That's a whole different story for another day, but holy vey, that was awful. And it, and then they <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. I thought I had shit. No, well, never mind. This chick comes into the room at like four o'clock in the morning before the surgery. Uh-huh. I'm trying to sleep, and she said, "She said I'm over here at at the Baptist Hospital down here, and uh, she says um, I'm here to shave you." <laughs> I said, "I I shaved my neck and my cheeks this morning. I think I'm good." She said, "No, you're growing." <laughs> I'm growing. No, you're growing. Oh, how fun! How fun! So I had to stare at the ceiling and try to leave my body. As this young lady had to shave my cods and the area around it, a moment I wish I had never brought up. Are we on the air? Um, Still, yes. And then they go in there and they cut you and put these tubes up in your heart and then move stuff around and they then, then it's all fixed. It's so crazy. But when I first, first I met you, you didn't drink coffee. Because you were afraid to get your heart rate up. I was afraid, although the doc, my doctor at the time, way back then, who said you need to walk 30 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be fast, but it needs to be 30 minutes. He said coffee is not affecting and caffeine is not affecting what your 
going through. But I've just never been a big coffee drinker anyway. If I have three cups, I'm like shaking. I mean, I have like one cup a day, you know? Well, you're already pretty wired up naturally, so. Kind of. Yeah, well, I would say (laughs) stick with a beer in the morning until bedtime. It doesn't matter anymore. Sid has some pieces about brains. Uh, The first one is about cats. I don't know how they even determine this, but cats these days have smaller brains. I don't know what this means. Explain. I didn't, this caught my eye because I've had cat. you have cats, I don't know if Wes ever has, but I've had cats since I was little because we had the grandmother, Rosie, the, uh, the, her daughter, Sambo, and her son, Thomas, and anyway, the two females, we just, we, back in the day when I was little and their cats weren't just running the streets too much, we would let them have kittens and find homes, find good homes for them. As maybe you did. I don't know. Or put them in a bag and drown them. Yeah. No. Stop that. As cats have become domesticated, their brains have shrunk, a new study confirms. Uh, Lack of use and they're too comfortable or just lazy or what? Yeah. They, researchers compared the size of craniums, an indicator of brain size that says, this says, between domestic cats and wild cats from Europe and Africa and now genetically confirmed to be the ancestral species that domestic cats have slowly been, from which domestic cats have slowly been evolving. I'm going to correct the story because the English is incorrect. They looked at hybrids of wild and domestic cats, uh, finding that their brain sizes fell in between the measurements for the other two groups, another indication that it's the domestication that's leading to the changes. It says... The, the domestic cats have smaller cranial volumes, implying smaller brains, relative to both uh, European wild cats and wild ancestors of domestic cats, the African wild cats. Um, they found that, well, we don't, okay, that doesn't matter. Cat brain size is something that they've been looking into since the 60s and 70s. And the trend nice of smaller... Job. That's God. so weird. The trend of smaller brains appearing in domesticated animals has been obser- also been observed in sheep, dogs, and rabbits. And it, it, so they, they I say that... I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because I mean, if a cat yeah. lives in a house and is nice and comfy, never does a crossword puzzle, never reads, never tries to expand their horizons, all they do is eat shit and sleep, their brain goes dormant. They're tame. That would be my observation. They yeah. They do nothing they, but, but just sleep. They have no challenges, and therefore their brain goes goes numb and dull and gets littler. Yeah, like I mean, they're 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 tame. It leads. It says it it leads to the production of fewer fewer neural crest cells in animals, linked to excitability and fear, and that in turn could feasibly lead to changes in stress response, brain size, and overall body morphology. It says so. Your cat might not be dumb, but their brain is smaller as they've become domesticated. They have gotten smaller because yeah, they don't have to do as much as they're yeah. kind of and leading toward. And the same thing applies to humans. Think about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There, there have never, <laughs> there, there has never been a time. Well, the world's population has grown immensely, uh, therefore uh, providing a space for a lot more stupid people. And boy, if you can't see it, you're just not looking hard enough because they're everywhere. Wow. 
you are certainly <laughs> less likely to be you know attacked by a giant sloth these days if you're dumb. So. <laughs> I'm not even sure but, what that means, but 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 it's a good visual. They they used to wander the American continent, giant sloths, size of bears. Now they just lay on the couch and watch Netflix. So times have changed. I'm uh, wondering, um, but you know, because on the past, cats would live on farms and on ships, and they had a job to do and all that, and they're looking for their own food mice sources. And stuff and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like we give you everything. Bitch. All be they happy. do is. Just be I mean, lazy. We have, we have uh, two out of the three um, will come up here to my office once I'm done, and they lay in the same spot, and they'll lay here for five or six hours and sleep. That's all they do all day long. They don't watch TV. They don't do, 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 do anything. <laughs> they don't do They just lay puzzles. here and sleep. <laughs> they need to read and expand their horizons, but they'd rather sleep. Which is, but that's so much like me that I, uh, you know, I can't, I just can't argue the fact. They don't have any reason to use their brain. They know where the food is and where the box is to poop. So that's yep. all they need to do. I think uh, one time and I, also, what? I think, I think one time I read that cats need 12 hours of sleep a day or something crazy or 14 oh, I believe or it. I something believe crazy. It. They just, maybe not need, but that's just how cats are. So it's not that yep. they're, it's not that there's, being lazy sleeping all day that's how they are Uh, on the brain note what is the thing uh the eight things that brain doctors do when they have headaches this is this should be interesting yeah this uh, this i thought was 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 uh interesting to me anyway because my husband used to get migraines and he would have to go to great lengths like lie in the dark pitch black closet on the floor with no noise For an I knew someone like that. Yeah, it's a bad scene. And so the first thing is find a calming space. Uh, one of them says, "If I have a headache, I rest or lie down as long as I can." Doesn't depend. It doesn't matter what time of day it is, but if it's quiet and dark, it it, it helps. Uh, distract your mind. They say, if uh, if you taking a quick nap, if that's not always feasible, read or do something to distract your mind if you can. Figure out your triggers. Understanding your headache triggers can serve as both a preventative and an in-the-moment approach to address pain. It might be hard to figure out, but if you can recognize what brings your headaches on, try to just you know try to figure it out. I guess so you can avoid um, a common headache trigger is sleep disturbances too. It says. Hmm. I knew so, a guy that um, these would hit him out of nowhere for no reason in the hmm. in the middle part of the day at the office and he would have to eat a handful of Valium and go into a room Ooh, that was yeah. dark and lay down for it for, for I mean, it's just it just paralyzes you yeah uh, and that's people, that's yeah. no fun at all man it does say sleep try to stick to a constant sleep schedule yeah, good luck I mean, with that. Mis- it's a misconception that headaches are caused by sleep deprivation, but it does say try to s- stick to a constant sleep schedule. Get hydrated as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, when you have a headache or migraine, just start drinking water or something. Yeah, headaches are caused by that. Yeah, my and we've all heard this. Try- water. Mm-hmm. Try drinking a little coffee too, because caffeine can be actually be a remedy for headaches. I heard, I've heard from a nurse friend years ago. It take because I was like, why caffeine? It takes pressure off of your brain somehow. It 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 causes, inflammation causes headaches and stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. So 
it, the caffeine causes blood vessels to narrow and restrict uh, yeah. blood flow around the brain, um, which can relieve pain. Eat smaller meals throughout the day. I've never heard that. To, yeah, for for yeah. headaches, I've never heard that. Uh, but it's because low blood blood sugar may exacerbate headache yeah. pain, yeah, along with sense. migraine symptoms. Uh, take pain relievers when necessary. Well, yeah. Um, remember that. Remember that some factors are out of your control is the last thing, which kind of sucks. But thanks. Thanks. It, I mean, in other words, it could be genetics that you're getting headaches. I've never had that issue, and I thank goodness for that. Me neither. Just, yeah. Because I mean, this this you know knocks people out out. I mean, it's just you know it, it's just paralyzing. So hopefully those tips will help you if you have the headaches. Uh, mm-hmm. Wesley, entertain us. Well, let's stay on the subject of don't brain sing or anything, but yeah. <laughs> well, let's sing. Let's stay on the subject of brains, but twist it around to people who are lacking in the uh, qualities thereof. How about oh, that? God. Yeah. This, I got this story of a mom named Emily Vondi who was having a problem with her insurance company, like a lot of people do. Her uh, uh, pediatrician, her child's pediatrician, obviously, was calling her about her middle child, saying that they need to uh, get something set right to so that they can get this claim put in. And they say they need to check the uh, birth date. And she goes, well, no, my son's birthday is the 26th. My middle child was born on the 26th. I'm his mother, I know. The insurance company told us, no, his birthday is the 25th. And so the pediatrician was trying to get this all sorted out. She goes, no, it's the 26th. They've got it wrong. I'm going to call them and give them a piece of my mind. But before I do, uh, before she did that, she went on Facebook and checked her birth announcement just to be sure. Because Facebook is, I guess, the official record for this, at least for her. Yeah. And she goes and checks, and yeah, his birthday's on the 25th. Doesn't say how old he is, but it's been a few years that she's been making this mistake, celebrating his birthday on the 26th. It's oh, Nice. God almighty. And she says, and it's worse that it's her middle child, typically the child that feels the most ignored, so... She's going to make that's a, obviously uh, true, bitch. I, yeah. I guess so. Too busy to remember the kid's birthday. Someone was that's reading this and, and commented, as a middle child, I'm questioning everything I know about my birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, life now, is wait, so Drake, crazy, you... and there is so much crap in your, you know, in your, in your brain. There are some times that I um, look at the date and. Something triggers a thought that I am missing something. But I know when my anniversary is with my wife. I know her birthday. Um, I know my dad's birthday. My stepmom's birthday. Uh, my two boys have the same birthday. Saves time. Which is but, Sunday. Uh, and so that's... Oh, yeah, it is. That eases that. But I have one of those, one of those bunches... Where the wife's birthday is in December, a week before Christmas, then the boys have their birthday, then it's Valentine's Day, and then there's birthdays, stepmother and daughter-in-law in April. It, it's just hard to keep up with, well, with all this shit, but you should know when your kid's birthday is. Jeez. Now, we, we, and if you ever forget your wife's, shh, just ask me because it's eight days before mine. Um, did, yeah, now I, you... well, um, I use it um, <laughs> on some credit card as the PIN number. So I... Um, Don't say that out so, loud. Um, Somebody might no. hack something. 
Um, eight eight seventeen. So come steal my card and take all the money. <laughs> yeah. No now problem. you you have siblings. I don't know if you were in the middle, but did you ever feel like a no, left I'm out middle oldest. child? Oh, you're no. the oh you're the oldest. I, I was the that. oldest and the most important and the and the most special. <laughs> and the first and the best. Yes. Well, and my little sister though came along a lot later, and so she inched up a little bit towards being almost as awesome as I am, and she probably is awesomer because she really is. See, that's that's what I say to my younger brother because well, I have a I, I say younger because I have an older half brother, but he's a half, but I still call him my brother. But my I used to say, mom. Mom, uh, mom stopped at you because she wanted another one of me because I was so great, and then she messed up it and had you, and so she stopped. But he says the other way around. He said, "No, you suck," and she was so she wanted to try for a better one, so she had me. That so makes more I sense. Just to beat me. him up yeah. when we were little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I want to mention uh, our new sponsors, uh, good people, uh, the Tap Room for Hook Point Brewing is over on Brookhaven Circle. Hook Point uh, is a place where they brew all kind of draft beer out in Collierville. Well, they have moved over their new place to Brookhaven Circle. The ready room is the brew pub, right? That's where you yes. can go in there and eat lunch Wednesday uh, through Sunday, and the, it's uh, fantastic food. This is not the usual kind of kind of greasy bar food. We had some of it, and it was extremely good. So it is right beside the bar where you can, you know, pull up your chair and taste all you want to. They they, they offer, uh, you know, flights of beer, which I guess means, you know, three or four different kinds in smaller glasses. Mm-hmm. So of the 13 taps, you can taste them uh, and see which one is more uh, appropriate for your palate. But uh, it's a top-of-the-line operation. These guys are way into this, and they have... Worked on it for a long time. Uh, uh, it's just um, a, a classy joint, and they have really strong craft beers. I'm no expert on craft beer. One of them, um, uh, calories, about 97, and two carbs, up to one that is like 10 point something percent alcohol. So depending upon your taste and your palate and how much you can take, go and see them. The Ready Room and Hook Point Brewing together on Brookhaven Circle on the west side there. And uh, fantastic food, great sandwiches and appetizers and the beer and TVs and the good vibe uh, that exists in this place for after work or for lunch or a weekend gathering. See more at hookpointbrewing.com. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mark. Good people doing uh, a really uh, nice piece of work here. Well, all these brew pubs and this, all this, you know, craft beer is a big deal, and they are doing it right with um, the right kind of ingredients and the approach. And you can go see them and find out for yourself. Thank you, guys. Hook Point Brewing, the Ready Room on West Brookhaven Circle. This is Drake Digital. <laughs>